everyone and welcome to the Football Sugar Podcast, a brand new podcast that will discuss all the football news around the globe. My name is Thomas Durning and today I'm joined by my co-host, Pierce McLaughlin. Hello, Pierce. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not, not too bad. So, in, today, in today's podcast, we will be discussing the weekend's results from the Premier League and SPFL, previewing this weekend's via play cup final between Celtic and Rangers, and also finishing up with Pierce giving a rundown of all the latest Asian football news. So coming up next, we'll be discussing the Premier League results from the weekend. So on Saturday, uh, the early kickoff, which started at half 12, it finished Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4. Uh, at the 3pm kickoffs on Saturday, it was Brentford 1, Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 0, Fulham 1, Chelsea 0, Southampton 1, Everton 1, Leeds 0, Nottingham Forest 1, Man City 1, Wolves 0, Bournemouth 1, and in the Saturday evening kickoff, it finished Newcastle 0, Liverpool 2. <clears throat> so Pierce, which Premier League game do you think held the most significance in the Premier League this weekend, and why? The the, pre- the English Premier League game that I think held the most significance would be the Nottingham Forest one, Manchester City one, just because of where it puts Arsenal in a, a massively strong position to go on and win the title for the first time in I don't know how long, maybe twenty years, maybe eighteen years, something like that. Um, but the fact is that Man City created chances. They had so many opportunities. But they just failed to take them. They, had, they didn't have that. They lacked that cutting edge that they usually have, especially in players like Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, and they just could not find a breakthrough. And then Chris Wood comes only five minutes to go. First touch, it's a goal, one each, and not in the Forest. Probably one of the best results in recent history. That's the one I would go for. Yeah. Um, do you think that's caused? A lot more issues for Man City in the title race. I, I do, I do, I do believe that, yeah, because you'd always kind of back Man City to win the league because they always somehow like, miraculously like, they just win like maybe 10, 15 games the last 10, 15 just in a row. But this season it seems different. It seems as if like they'll they'll get a cracking result in terms of like beating Liverpool and then the next week they'll lose to like Southampton, for instance, just an example, but. The form has been very inconsistent this season, and there, there seems to be something different. And Arsenal have been very, very consistent this season, considering they were calling for Arteta to be sacked last season. Yep. So, um, my most significant Premier League result of the weekend was um when it finished Chelsea nil, Southampton one, for two reasons. <clears throat> um, my first reason is because it really opens up the relegation battle with Southampton obviously sacking Nathan Jones mm-hmm. last weekend. Um it was the first man it was the first uh, it was the first um, game for the Southampton interim manager. And for him to get a win, um, you know, a re- a, a, a massive result, especially away from home. Um I think a lot of people were um you know counting on Southampton to go down and even finish the bottom 
at the bottom of the table. But because they won, um, I just think that it opens up. Um, it opens up to so many teams now. I think it, I think teams all the way up to 14th place could still get relegated this season in the Premier League. So, um, you know, I, I do think in the months ahead, um, the Premier League relegation battle, it's, it's going to really heat up. And at the moment, you can't really call who's going to go down um, because all the teams are so close. And I also think for Chelsea, you know, they're in really, really in a bad situation at the moment. Um, obviously, in January, they signed a lot of new players, spent so much money. And it, at the moment, it just doesn't seem to be working. Um, they're lacking uh, an attacking threat. They don't, they don't really know how to score goals, although they created so many opportunities on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the manager, Graham Potter, um, it's not looking good for him. Uh, you know, I think the Chelsea owner is backing him to, um, to you know, to bring Chelsea in the long term. But the fans, I think the fans have turned on him a little bit. And the booze at the end of the game on Saturday says a lot. Um, I think Graham Potter at the moment will stay. But I think in the next few weeks, if the results keep getting worse, um, then I could see a situation where Chelsea have no other choice. But to, but to sack him. So my significant result of the weekend is the Chelsea Southampton match. Are we not going to talk about the James Ward Prowse free kick? Yeah, brilliant free kick. I think it just comes natural to him. Um, you know, uh, I, th- I, I think he's one of the best. I think Pep Guardiola said that he's the best free kick taker he's ever seen. It's, um, it's, it's got to be up there with like, like say like Lionel Messi, Shinsuke Nakamura, Janino, Perman, Bucano. Yeah, you know, I think you know it's it's he's got unbelievable technique. Um, I think every time he has a free kick, I think I think everybody thinks he's going to score, and the free kick he got on Saturday, I mean, the goal was brilliant. Um, and yeah, he's just such a brilliant player. Yeah, and strong, yeah. close close range, and he managed to get up over the wall, but he, he put it in the bottom corner, pinpoint, and that's yeah, not an easy. No, thing it's to not. Do. No, it's he's definitely one of the best free kick takers, best free kick takers in my opinion that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, brilliant, yeah. Te- just unbelievable technique. So, moving on to the SPFL results, these were the results from the weekend. So, in terms of results on the weekend, it started off on Saturday with Celtic four, Aberdeen nil, Dundee United one, St Johnson two, Hibernian two, Kilmarnock nil. Livingston nil, Rangers three, St Mirren one, Ross County nil, and then on Sunday we had Motherwell two, Hearts nil. So Tom, what do you think was the most significant result in the SPFL uh, football card this weekend, and what is your reasoning to that? So um, I think the most significant result in the SPFL this weekend was the Sunday match where it finished Motherwell two, Hearts nil. My reason for that is because. Um, with the new manager that Murrowell have, Stuart Kettlewell, who is interim manager at the moment, I think he's given himself such a great chance to get the job permanently. You know, Murrowell, who sacked a manager a couple of weeks ago after the defeat in the Scottish Cup to Wraith Rovers, you know, they were in a really bad place. But in the space of a week, um, they've got two victories 
um, and they've not conceded a goal in them two games. So um, I definitely would say that game. Um, and again, I think for the relegation battle, it really opens it up again. You know, Murrowell have taken themselves away away from it a little bit, although they are still in it. But I, th- I think in terms of the manager situation, I definitely think Stuart Kettlewell has got, in my opinion, should be getting the job. I think there's two other people that are in the race to get it. Uh, I think it's Ina Holloway and Grant McCann. Um, but they two have never managed in the SPFL before, where whereas Stuart Kettlewell has. He's got the experience. And, you know, from the reaction and the attitude I've seen from the players on Sunday, you know, they seem to really be on board with him. So, in my opinion, I, sh- I think Stuart Kettlewell should get the job. Even if, even if it's until the end of the season and then they review it in the end of the season. Yeah. I think if, I think, you know, Stuart Kettlewell, uh, I think because he knows the game, like the Scot- the Scottish game better than the other two candidates. Yeah. Um, and also um, on the back of the two results they've got, especially against the Hearts side that have been going really well this season, uh, I definitely think that he should he should get the job. And what about you? What's your most significant result of the weekend? Well, for me, it would be the exact same result. Um, model 2 Hearts now, because similar to what you said, like, the fact is it's, they've got that new manager bounce. For a lot of players, you look at that model side, there's a lot of good good players on that team. Um, you look at Van Veen, you look at Liam Kelly, you look at um, um, Mugabe, like Sean Goss, Blair Spittle, some technically gifted players. It's just the fact is they've been, is it short of confidence or maybe not trying or just not playing to their, their levels? And they've also got obviously Stephen O'Donnell as well. So good players, solid players. To be in the relegation battle, they should not be. And, Stuart Kett will seem to get a bounce in them right away because they've played two of the, the toughest sides defensively to break down in terms of... Smyrna have got one of the best defensive records in the league because they just don't concede many goals and then on the break they're very good with Ayunga and Curtis Main. Um, so beat them on Wednesday and then on Saturday or Sunday they played Hearts, who have been high flying. Robbie Nielsen manager month. They only lost to Rangers in every other game they either won or drew. So they were unbeaten. I think it was like four of the last six in the last month they won. So to beat the two sides, they've definitely put themselves back in the hunt for survival. Do you, yeah, do you think Maribel will go down? Do you think they'll be okay this season? I, I think they'll be okay. I think the one that will go down will be Dundee United. Yeah, I think I think Murray will. I think they've got enough to be safe. Um, I think they'll be okay. And yeah, um, I actually think looking back, the result against Hearts, I think they could be looking back and saying that that could be one of the most important results in terms of staying up this season. So that's what I think. So that's how significant I think it is for them. So. We will now move on to the preview of the Via Play Cup final between Celtic and Rangers. The final will be played on Sunday, the 26th of February at Hamden Park with the kickoff time at 3pm. Pierce, what are your thoughts about this weekend's final and what do you think of both teams' chances of winning the Cup? I think the final is set up for a fantastic spectacle. Both sides in terrific form. Since the 
New Year's Day fixture of Celtic Rangers at Ibrox, it has been each side have won every game, every every fixture they've had. Um, Celtic a little bit more free flowing in terms of attacking options. Dizemeda, Jota, Abada, Kyogo, Celtic with a few new signings in as well. O Gosung and um, Iwata, so more reinforcements in that area. Um, whereas Rangers have been scraping it over the line in the last couple of the games, the fans have been uneasy, apart from the game where they played Hearts at Tynecastle and they ran out comfortable, comfortable winners. But in terms of the, the game itself, I think the game will be key in terms of the midfield battle, who comes out and top, who stamps their authority early on, who gets a first goal, because usually the one that gets a first goal usually goes on to secure victory. Not always, but gives you gives you something to hold on to and something to build on, that platform to go and get the trophy. And obviously Celtic are the holders, so Celtic are the favourites in my opinion. And Celtic are playing a bit of football and they've got more players in form. But at Hamden, anything's possible. That pitch, and it's a cup final, form goes out the window. And especially in Celtic versus Rangers, it's usually high, high intense, high a lot, of, a lot of free flowing football and uh, a lot of, what would you say, risky challenges. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I agree with a lot what you said there. Um, I get, it's a cup final, so anything can happen. But it's it's really set up to be, you know, an exciting game. Um, you know, obviously the most the two most informed teams in the country. Uh, I think since the last time Celtic and Rangers played each other uh, at the start of the new year. Uh, both both teams have won every game. Uh, obviously, Celtic have scored lots of goals. Uh, Rangers, um, you know, some games they've been a bit sticky, but they've managed to put out pull out the results. But it is a final. You know, anything can happen. Uh, you know, I think in I think in January, Rangers uh, they did, they made a couple of signings with Raskin and Cantwell. Um, so I think they too. I think have helped them in terms of the depth of the squad. Uh, I think in terms of injuries, they've got a lot of players back now in terms of Kemar Roof, um, um, you know, players like that. You know, I think they've that's made them stronger. Uh, and, and Celtic, you know, for the whole season they've just been they've just been so consistent. You know, uh, every game they go into, they're scoring more than I think they're averaging more than two goals a game. Um, so I, I I I I've got no idea. I'm not going to call it because um, I think it's impossible to predict a cup final. But I, what I do think is that there's going to be lots of goals. I think you know both sides. I think it could be a high scoring game, and I also do think it will go beyond the ninety minutes into extra time or even penalties. Now, what do you think? Do you think it will? Uh, do you think it will? Be finished in ninety minutes. What? What's your prediction? If you're going to give one, I love it to be finished in ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I do think it will go the the full one twenty. I don't think it will go to penalties. I think there will be a winner. Um, because like you say, penalties is a lottery. But I do think it will be done in extra time. And I think substitutions for both sides will be key. And I do feel if Celtic have a strong bench, but Rangers starting to get stronger bench now, but. Their players aren't fully match fit with the Celtic uh, Celtic's bench is and Celtic do game changes on that bench. Can you think of the front three that Celtic could play? Probably Maeda, Jota, Kyogo, and then you've got the bench you've got Abada, Haksabanovic, O, James Forrest, and you look at the midfield, you've got 
probably the starting midfield might be Moy, depends if he's fit or not. Um Hatati McGregor, and you've got the bench, you've got David Turnbull, and oh he's injured, but um but players like that, him, O'Reilly, and then you've got Tomoki Awata. So I think there's Celtic's bench is a lot more strength. And I would say Celtic will win the game, but I think it would be like a three two or a four three. So I think it will be a high scoring game, entertaining for a neutral, and potentially maybe even a red card. Because I think VAR will be busy this weekend, and you know Rangers, they'll they'll have a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I definitely do think VAR will have the will have the moment at the weekend. Um, in these games, there's always there's always going to be controversy. You know, teams will both teams will they'll be desperate for it. So definitely VAR will make their will make their presence known at the weekend. So for the final part of the show. Pierce will now give his Asian football roundup. Yeah, so in terms of the Korean Football League season, that doesn't start until um, next weekend. So this weekend coming, so the 25th and the 26th is when the games start for them. And then it's the following week for the K-League 2 and two weeks after that, it's the K-League 3 season, which is the semi-professional league in South Korea. Um, But this week, there was a start of the exciting Japanese league or your Postcoglis side, former side. Um, Yokohama Marinos played Kawasaki Frontale in a Friday night fixture, and they beat them 2-1. In terms of Saturday, we had a full card of fixtures, and that was Cerezo Osaka 2, eh, Nagata 2, SC Tokyo 2, Urawari Diamonds 0, which there's a match report on our Football Chugu website, so go check it out. Eh, Kyoto Sanga 0, Kawashima Antlers 2, eh, Sanfrecce Hiroshima 0, Haikido Consadol Sapporo 0, eh, Vassel Kobe 1, Avispa Fukaka 0, eh, Yokohama FC 0, Nagoya Grampus 1, Kawashima Racel 2, Gamba Osaka 2, and last but not least, Sagan Tusu 1, Shonan Belmere 5. So, in terms of it's, it's a lot of nice football played in the game that I watched. And checked out a few of the highlights from the other games. A lot of interest in football. Some really good talents, as you can see, already demonstrated in the SPFL with Celtic. And a few of the Hearts and Mother will get a few Japanese players as well now. So the Japanese league is an exciting league to watch. And it's one I will be keeping a close eye on in the, the next coming weeks as well as the South Korean when it starts up. Thank you, Pierce. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the first episode of the Football Shugu podcast. This podcast will be available to listen to on the Football Shugu web YouTube channel and it will also be available to listen to on the Football Shugu uh, website. Thank you for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.